Welcome to Cocktail Hour with DJ Kibar, a podcast where I share cocktails and conversation with wedding professionals and other special guests about what happens behind the scenes at a New England wedding. Welcome to another episode of Cocktail Hour with DJ Kibar. Today, I'm sitting with the amazing Jackie from Main Event Entertainment, one of our JPs. How are you tonight, Jackie? I'm doing well. How are you, uh, Kibar? I almost Kibar. called you DJ Kibar. That's you why. DJ Kibar. <laughs> I know. <but> like... <laughs> um, no, it's funny, too, because um, even in my day job, people will loop that in and be like, hey, DJ Kibar. And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> That's how I know you. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And you know what? That's a a fun little uh, segue, too, because you actually started off your career, if I'm not mistaken, um, with Made Event as a DJ. Yep, that is true. So tell me about that. Kind of how did you get into DJing? And then what was that like? And then what made you hang up your hat and then move over to like focusing on being a JP? Yep. Well, um, so full disclosure, my Mm. brother, Joey Dion, is the of main event um, oh, yeah. you and I both work with main event uh, yeah. entertainment so in any case um we were actually at a family event it was my mother's 60th birthday mm. and uh we had an outdoor party and joey was of course the dj for oh. our family party and i ended up doing a um kind of a this is your life quiz mm-hmm. game kind of a thing for all the guests about my mother of mm-hmm. course, you know, highlighting her and, you know, I'm on the microphone and I'm running this, this, you know, contest and everyone's having a you know pretty good time. Yeah. And, and Joey just turns to me and he says, have you ever thought of becoming a DJ? <laughs> and I'm like, no, no, you have to understand. I was almost 40 years old at this time. Okay. And I, I, you know, anyway, it was not like anywhere on, on my radar, yep. but he asked, and I said, no, why, why would you say such a thing? And he said, I, you're pretty good on the microphone. Mm-hmm. I think you might, you know, have some promise as a DJ. So once I kind of like absorbed that, um, yeah, I thought about it more. And I'm like, I think this is something I might want to try. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going out with him, you know, mm-hmm. kind of shadowing him when he was doing some weddings or parties. And did some training. Anyway, long story short, I became a DJ. I did it for six years. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, I really loved it for the most part. Sure. It can be a little nerve wracking at times as you probably, right, Kibar? Oh yeah. Things can happen. Um, But yeah, so in any case, you know what, while I was DJing, um, one of the other DJs was also a justice of the peace. And Mm. he would also do like the wedding ceremony and and then after the ceremony he'd like put on his dj hat and Uh become the dj and i'm like oh man that looks like that's really a lot of fun Uh so i got my justice of the peace license and i started doing that and then honestly you know at some point i realized that i loved doing the wedding ceremonies Mm. like that was a perfect fit for me and my Mm. personality and my style and my talents you know whereas DJing I loved it but it always felt like I was um out of my comfort zone a little bit you know um unlike my brother Joey has a plug Uh for Joey he's like 
other than you, Kibar, he's like the best <laughs> DJ out there, but he's just so naturally outgoing oh, yeah, and absolutely. energetic and just unbelievable. And, and with me, I'm actually a little more introverted naturally. So I had to kind of push myself a little bit to like really do the DJ thing. Yeah. Um, but with wedding ceremonies, I find that it's much more like, you know, intimate is the, the best word I mm-hmm. use to describe it. You know, I meet with the couple. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, it's me and them, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it's like, that's, that's this like special magical moment. I, I don't need to sound like yeah, out yeah, there, but, that's great. But, it, but it is, you know, the ceremony, like I'm marrying these people mm-hmm. and, um, and it just is, it's so special. And I just love, you know, connecting with them on that level and really just, um, yeah, making it about them. And mm-hmm. it's just a whole different vibe than Absolutely. DJ. Yeah. Absolutely. So anyway, that's pretty much, you know, at, after six years, I, I said yep. to Joey, I'm like, I'm retiring from mm-hmm. DJing. Yep. Um, but I would love to keep, you know, officiating at wedding ceremonies. And he's like, absolutely, we can do that. So that's what I've done for the past ugh, 12 years, I think. Yeah, something yeah. like that. That's, that's been that's awesome. <laughs> and of course, we have grown. We do have other JPs. Um, but if I'm not mistaken, you're the only JP that we have that has been on a television show. <laughs> well, funny you bring that up, Keeper. Oh my <laughs> gosh, I wasn't even thinking of that. Um, to talk about tonight but yes so um on the the tlc channel there's yep. a show called four weddings yep perhaps you've heard of it uh-huh uh, <laughs> so okay again true confession or full disclosure time yep. um i had never heard of the show so this was back oh my gosh this was about 10 years ago i think mm. anyway a couple came in a bride and groom came in to meet with me about discussing the ceremony and they said oh by the way we're going to be on this show for wedding (laughs) by the way (laughs) yeah but but honestly I had never seen the show so I was like oh okay that's cool like I wasn't nervous at all um but anyway yeah so I guess typically they I don't know where they they filmed the show but um they were doing a special New England Brides edition so uh, I was excited about that, but not unduly nervous. Sure. Uh, the, the wedding was in uh, Methuen, Massachusetts at this beautiful music hall. Uh-huh. And, you know, I do remember like signing a waiver mm. and all that sort of thing. And they mic'd me up and I, yeah. I started a little bit nervous. But again, it was just kind of like a, a regular wedding. I did my thing. The couple did their thing. They were awesome. Mm. And um, I'll cut to the chase. Um the show aired and they actually i was like i had like my 10 seconds of fame uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> they yep. showed a few clips of the ceremony yep. which they didn't really do with the other brides uh-huh. they mostly focused okay so you probably know if you've seen the show yeah. i think they they vote on the dress yep. the venue meaning the reception, reception yeah. venue um i forget what else I the, think like the party in general like yeah, the fun it is yeah. And I think the food right. too. Food, yes, like definitely that, yeah. food. And you know, kind of the overall feeling. Yep. They don't really focus on the ceremony mm. anyway. But um, but yeah, they did have a few snippets of, of me doing the ceremony. So that uh-huh. was really awesome. And yeah, that was that was my claim to fame. And yeah. my couple won the big they prize. They won, yes, they yeah. did. I'd like to take credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's exactly. totally accurate, but <laughs> no. honestly, because I remember because I remember it was like. 
I don't uh, know how I kind of got into that show. It was probably just as I was growing in the industry, really getting my feet under me, um, consuming as much content and, and, you know, information that's out there about weddings. So yeah, we were watching TLC. My, my girlfriend at the time, now wife, um, were watching the show. And then I think I got an email from Joey saying, Oh, by the way, again, very nonchalant. Everybody's <laughs> apparently so nonchalant about like, Oh, we're going to be on a TV show. Like, um, our old guy, uh, our OG Albin was the DJ, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And yep. Uh, it was at the Atkinson country club for the, um, for the reception. And again, to your point, it was very simple didn't show a lot of like the venue and our people and whatnot but we did see like the photo booth we saw a little bit of albin we saw plenty of you because i remember <laughs> the, the that hall in Methuen. the place is gorgeous i've never i've never been but uh, and then they won i was like mm -hmm. yes our couple and i think i think the atkinson had a viewing party they did yeah they did. something like that um yeah i was actually out of town at the time and yeah. i almost missed the show oh. because of Oh my gosh. Yeah. I was actually in San Antonio at the mm. time and the show was aired at like 8 PM or something. And I wasn't even thinking of the time difference. <laughs> and so I got back from dinner at like seven 30 thinking, Oh, I've got plenty of time. Mm -hmm. And the show was on. So, uh -huh. <laughs> oh my God. I almost missed it. Yep, but, yep. but luckily cool. our, our section was the, in the second half. So we caught it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was fun. Yeah. And so with that said, uh, not that this is on topic, but first of all, it's cocktail hour. What are you, what are you drinking? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm enjoying a Moscow Mule, mm -hmm. which is, if you don't know, it's got um, ginger beer and mm -hmm. vodka, mm -hmm. lime juice, and I just added a little seltzer water. Nice. You have yeah. to have it in a copper cup or a copper mug. <laughs> That's right. It's traditionally served in a copper mug and uh -huh. your audience cannot see me, but uh -huh. you can, Kibar. Yep, I've got yep. the copper mug. The copper so mug. And I am. <laughs> yep, yep, that's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. I, um, and I'm, and I'm rocking, um, just, uh, the classic Jack Daniels, but, nice. um, I was introduced to the Moscow mule years ago. I was, I think I was just at a party and it was served in the copper mug. And I'm like, what is this? First of all, it's <laughs> delicious, but like, why the the copper mug and the host couldn't even tell me like so if anybody you know listening wants to comment mm. and tell us why uh aside from tradition maybe it does something to the flavor or, or something but nonetheless mm. uh years later or however long later i think again my girlfriend at the time now wife got me a set of copper mugs uh, from uh -huh. Mules. not that we have them often but that sounds really tasty right now and i think for my next conversation i might pour <laughs> but um so all right so you are a justice of the peace you've been doing this a long time now so a couple of follow-up questions about that looking back to when you first started you know your career as a jp knowing what you know now what would you do differently or what would you go back and tell yourself honestly i think what i'd mostly tell myself is you are absolutely going to love this. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. Um, in terms of doing things differently, I don't know. Um, maybe just, I think as time has gone on, I've gotten better at, um, I'll often personalize the ceremony. So, mm. you know, I'll get, I get to know when I meet the couples ahead of time, get to know a little bit about them. Mm -hmm. Um, 
how their relationship started, what was so special about their relationship. Because I I really like to personalize the ceremony and incorporate that into it. And I think I've gotten better at asking the right questions, right? And in the right way, because, um, you know, not, I have found that not everybody's super comfortable talking to a near stranger, Mm -hmm. right? About the things and and when i'm you know asking those questions sometimes people kind of freeze a little bit or Mm. or or get shy or whatever so finding ways to make them comfortable you know and and, but not to push is really important and i have to say i always i always end up getting just really good stuff from them good Mm. stories or you know and, and sometimes it doesn't have to be a whole lot you know um some couples are very comfortable kind of you know, telling me all about the, the uh-huh. emotions, right? And the love and everything. And others just are not as comfortable going there. Yeah. So learning how to work with that and, and yeah. go with that flow is really important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Is there any, well, I guess, you know what? Let's just dive into any crazy stories. Like I love talking about the crazy stories um, <laughs> with other vendors, you know, I always try, I always preach this. Something is going to go wrong. Uh, yep. the, the wedding day, it, you know, I, I mean, sure, things can go as planned. Oftentimes they do, but oftentimes they don't. So any crazy you know, scenarios or stories that you've come across where your expertise and your um, really experience has helped to the situation? Um, yeah, and it's funny that you ask now because literally this is the wedding that I that I did last week. Oh, wow. that I thought, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, so it was <clears throat> a wedding at a beautiful country club in Massachusetts. And by the way, so I I'm a JP in New Hampshire, but I can do weddings in other states. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It, it was a beautiful wedding, great couple. They were great to work with, really sweet. I mean, mm. just wonderful and very detail oriented. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they um, even wrote their own vows and then rehearsed, I mean, memorized them. Oh, memorized good. Yeah, love vows. that. Yeah. And, and it was not even like a short paragraph. This mm. was very substantial vows. Anyway, that's just how, you know, again, organized and detail oriented they were. So, the the surprise came when um well first let me back up a little bit um so things usually unexpected things usually don't happen at the ceremonies when i do a ceremony with the ceremony itself Mm -hmm. because first of all i i have met with the couple as i mentioned earlier we've talked about everything i've sent them a rough draft of the ceremony And then we make any edits that are needed. So they know exactly what's going to happen, you know, Mm -hmm. what the ceremony words are going to be and what I'm doing, what they're doing. So they have peace of mind that like everything's going to go well. However, in in this (laughs) case, there was uh, a sudden last minute change. Mm. Um, So, you know, I I got to the venue uh, well in advance because Mm. every time I go to a ceremony, I get there early. Mm -hmm. I check in with everybody. I check in with the DJ to, Mm -hmm. you know, to talk about the music cues, to test the microphone. I check in with the photographer to let them know what's going on in the ceremony so that they don't miss any good shots. Mm. I checked in with the father of the bride who was doing a reading. 
um, with the best man, telling him how we were going to do the ring exchange. I mean, just all of this, right? Mm -hmm. The wedding coordinator, everything. Um, Did a little bit of running around because the ceremony was in a tent, but the couple was getting ready in a completely different area. So Mm -hmm. a little bit of running around. Anyway, two minutes (laughs) before getting all lined up to do the processional, the wedding coordinator, oh, and also they were doing a sand ceremony. So I Uh made sure that, that that Um, was all set up and ready to go. Mm -hmm. And I had them move the table of the sand ceremony because otherwise where they had it was going to be blocking the bridesmaids and Mm. the guests wouldn't be able to see it. So I moved it to to a better location. So two minutes before going in, the the function coordinator says to me, oh, and also um, I've got the glass for the glass breaking ceremony. I'm going to, do you want me to put that behind the sand ceremony items on the table? And I said, uh, what glass breaking ceremony? So yeah, so that was a bit of a, that was a curveball. Mm. Nobody had mentioned anything about glass breaking ceremony. Mm-hmm. And for, for any folks who might not know what that is, that's a, a typically Jewish tradition where a glass is like wrapped in a napkin or a towel or something and then at a certain point in the ceremony the groom stomps on the glass yep. and, er- and all the guests shout mazel tov yep. which means congratulations yep. so um i found the groom because he was again in a different room i found the groom i talked to him found out what had happened basically what i think had happened is um at the rehearsal dinner hmm. his grandmother approached him and said hey you are doing the traditional time honored, mm-hmm. very special Jewish tradition of the glass breaking, right? Yep. And he probably said something like, uh, yeah, of course we are. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> and then in the excitement, right, of the rehearsal dinner and the next day, nobody uh-huh. thought to remind me or to ask, you know, to talk yeah. to me about it. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, so, you know, the, I mean, the bride and groom didn't know where in the ceremony that should happen. Mm. They didn't know the wording that should mm. be used. Mm-hmm. You know, it's important to, to explain to the guests w- yep. what the tradition is. What's the symbolism of the tradition? Yep. Um, it's important to explain the whole Mazel Tov thing. Like, you know, when he breaks it, this is what you yell, you know, yep. and why and what the Mazel Tov means and mm. just all of that. Luckily, I knew that. (laughs) And so I was able to incorporate it into the ceremony and it went very smoothly and like nobody was the wiser that it had been a little bit of a panic moment. Sure, sure. See, and and now here's the thing. So I picked up on several things that really make it such a difference when people hire professionals like you. So first of all, Okay, if if like cousin Jimmy was officiating that ceremony, I don't know they would have been able to execute it and not be freaking out and 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 know what to do and and have it pre-rehearsed or or, you know have the words and 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 think through the need and the importance of explaining it and saying and all that so that's one part so that's awesome the other thing that really stuck out for me though was your details about 
making sure everybody's on the same page. So when you arrive, you arrive early. And I've worked with you yep. many times. Yep, I've yep. I've seen this, but I've never really, I guess, said it out loud or or uh, given it that much thought. You do a lot of running around um, for other people's benefit. So you check in with the wedding coordinator to make sure you're on the same page. You check in with the DJ for cues. You don't have to do that, but you do because you're good. Mm -hmm. um, you check in with the photographer for the key moments. Like these yep. are all things where, again, cousin Jimmy won't right. think to do this stuff. And yep. by hiring a pro like yourself, the couple's got it covered. It's not just you're going to stand up there and read the, the words and exchange the rings and tell them what to do. You're doing all of this other stuff behind the scenes yes. to ensure that, you know, uh, the success of your part of the day is flawless. And so that's awesome. And I think doesn't get, I guess, noticed or, or right. acknowledged that much. Right, right. Small part of the of the whole day. Oh no, there's a, a a lot that goes into that part that's equally as important as the rest of the day. So that's that's truly awesome. Yeah, thanks. Well, you know, um, I always think of it as yeah, there, you know, definitely there is a lot of the behind the scenes stuff, as you said, and things that right people don't notice. But if we didn't have professionals. Mm doing this work it would get noticed oh sure me, right oh the, sure right the couple would notice the guest would notice it would just not be mm -hmm. the the fun and stress-free and special ceremony that it should be you know yeah. and that it serves yeah. to be so yeah. that's kind mm -hmm. of um yeah that's that's a good now point. that's not to say that like because i've I've done many weddings where it was the cousin or the brother or the, the whoever, mm -hmm. like the family friend that, that did the wedding and it, and it went very, very well. But again, the additional little details that really just make the uh, cohesion of the flow, the, the, the vendors, the getting the right shot, all of these additional little details yeah. may or may not happen unless you hire the pro that knows what they're right. doing. So that's right. awesome. You no, know, thanks. Thanks. Awesome. And then, you know, th that's the behind the scenes stuff. Then there's, you know, during the ceremony itself. Mm -hmm. um, so the, the one thing I often hear from other professionals is thank you for having everybody be seated. Oh, because, gosh. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't tell you how mm -hmm. often. Well, mm -hmm. first of all, um, I make sure that everyone rises yep. at the beginning, you know, stands yep. up for the professional. And then you got to remember to have everybody Don't sit it. down too, because otherwise nobody knows what to do. And, and they just stay standing. Yeah. And it's awkward and it's mm -hmm. uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And maybe some people try to sit, but then they can't see. And it's yeah. just, you know, Absolutely. again, a little thing, but it does matter. It yeah. does matter. Um, you know, other things like, standing aside when the couple kisses yep. um, the photographers really don't want me in the pic the couple doesn't want me in the mm -hmm. picture at, at that moment yep. Yep. <laughs> and yep. I can appreciate that Move so just you know zoops, slip into the side and then you know again a little thing but important yep 
Um, Absolutely. Another one I was thinking about was, um, you know, microphone use, mm. knowing how to use a microphone in the best way. Um, I think a real tough thing is when, when you can't hear the mm -hmm. officiant or especially the couple, like when they're doing their vows Absolutely. and, and that happens a lot. And that happens when whoever's doing the wedding just doesn't know how to, mm -hmm. to, to manage that, how to handle that. Yep. So, um, you know, what I do is I, I have a book that mm -hmm. I have the ceremony all printed out in, and I yep. read the ceremony from my book. And um, actually, Kibar, you are the one who first introduced me to the strategy of hooking the lapel mic onto the book yep. so that the microphone is right there so I can be easily heard. And then when the couple's doing their vows or the ring exchange or if there's a reader, they're going to use the same book and the microphone's right there. And it's perfect. Mm -hmm. So I toast my Moscow mule to you, Kibar. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thank you. Yeah, I can't even remember when or where I, I may have seen that from another DJ or, or something, but I had just, it just kind of either came to me. I don't know. But one day I was like, let's try to put the, the lav mic on the portfolio or the book or whatever you're holding as opposed yeah. to on your collar, because then it's dead center. It's right there. Right. And it's super tiny. You're not really yep. going to notice it in pictures any more than you would notice it if you are wearing it on your, on your lapel. So well, let's try it. And then it worked. And then we kind of went from there. Every once yep. in a while, though, I'll still have the the officiant that insists on having the handheld. Just they uh -huh. hold. They just hold the handheld mic. And it's like, okay, I'm not going to tell you what to do or how to do your job. Yeah. But it definitely, I don't know. I feel like it looks better if yeah. it's not there. If it's just a hidden microphone and people just miraculously can hear everything perfectly without yeah. having to stick a microphone in the bride and groom's face or the bride's face <laughs> right? Um, yeah. because yeah, sure. I don't know. It's, it's a little too, I don't know. That's just me. It's a little yeah. too, uh, it takes away. It takes away from, from some stuff. So it does. So, so fun. Um, so now what else, you know, I'd love, uh, I'd love to know uh, if I'm not mistaken, you do a lot of traveling, you know, what, yeah. uh, well, actually, before we do that, what else do you do besides a JP? I'm sure you have like another day job or, you know, <laughs> another, like a career or some sort of hobbies. <laughs> what else? What else takes up your time? Yeah, um, I do have a full time job. So I actually work at the VA Medical Center in Manchester, New oh, Hampshire. Yep. Yeah. So I, I work with veterans. Actually, I have been there a long time, um, wow. like over 27 years. <laughs> wow. Okay. So basically my whole career, which is not something people do these days, sure. but, but yeah, so I um, have a master's degree in social work. So yep. basically I've been a social worker all these years yep. and um, within the VA, I've been in a couple of different departments. I've mm -hmm. worked with mental health. Mm -hmm. I worked with veterans who had traumatic brain injuries. Mm. Um, I worked with older veterans who needed maybe nursing home care or mm. home care services. And now, actually, I work with blind and visually impaired veterans. Wow. So, yeah, just, you know, trying to help them get um, services, yep. tools, training yep. that they need to be as independent as possible with their vision impairment. That's, That's kind of the whole awesome. goal. So, and yeah. I love it. I, I love working with those, those veterans. Yep. And, and thank you for doing that, of course, like that's, uh, 
I did, I knew I knew you had like um, some counseling uh, background and, and things of that mm-hmm. nature, but not specifically VA. So that's awesome. Um, the uh, you know military and, and all that certainly have a, a, a warm place in my heart as well. But uh, you also travel, if I'm not mistaken. Um, like I feel like every couple of months you're going to a different country, different part of the, <laughs> the, the uh, you know different part of the U.S. Whatever, like are you just an avid traveler or do you, you know, are you some sort of a mission to like visit every country in the world or what, what, what's your tra- traveling uh, story? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That might be a bucket list is to kind of hit every country, but that's not very likely to happen, but yeah, no, I just, I've always loved traveling. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I've traveled alone. I've traveled with groups. I've traveled with, you know, friends or relatives or whatever. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, if I can get somebody to come with me, great. If sure. not, I'll by myself. <laughs> any yeah. um, favorites, any like uh, crazy stories from your, from your journeys? Always, always. Yeah. Um, some favorites are, so like in the United States, I've done a bunch of road trips, like um, California coast, mm-hmm. like say from San Francisco down the Pacific coast highway south. Yep. And then last year I actually started in San Francisco and did the Pacific coast highway and the redwoods going mm. north. So that was just amazing. Nice. Um, I've done a road trip down the Florida Keys. Oh, okay. That yep. was awesome. Um, yeah, Arizona, the Grand Canyon, yep. Sedona, just yep. all over. Um, when I travel internationally, what I usually do is go with a, a tour group. Oh, um, yeah. You know, not super comfortable traveling all by myself. Yeah. So yeah, but a tour group is awesome because mm-hmm. you know you've got kind of built-in friends. Everybody mm-hmm. becomes very friendly, and you know you don't have to make all the decisions about where to stay, where to eat, what to do. Yep. You know, the yep. tour does it. So um, yeah, a couple of those favorites: uh, New Zealand. I went to New Zealand once. Yep. That was just incredible. Um, South Africa. I did a two week tour there. That was amazing. Um, yeah, there are some incredible places in this world, yep. you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's <laughs> so, funny you mentioned um, tour groups too, because in college, I did um, a, a, a decent amount of international travel for a college student um, just about every year. Um, in my final three years. So my senior year of college and then my two years of grad school, we did um, like London, Paris, we did, uh, you know, just a few other countries. Uh, my favorite was Ireland though. And we did a tour. We actually did a tour, uh, to yeah. your point. And it was perfect because exactly. We didn't have to make the decisions. They took literally <laughs> took care of everything right. for us. Um, most of the, not most, some of the meals were covered, by the hotels and so on and it was just amazing to see ireland and not really have to um think (laughs) and just go and enjoy um i think that was one of my favorite uh trips because there were 16 of us that went i believe Mm. it was my brother uh my girlfriend at the time and um a bunch of our friends and we just had the best time ever so uh that's cool that's really cool So this has been great, Jackie. So to wrap things up, any like any advice for anyone that's looking to become a JP, uh, looking to get into the wedding industry specifically, um, really, you know, to do what you do? Um, yeah, you know, actually getting a JP license is very simple to do. Mm. 
And there's no actual training required mm -hmm. to become a JP or to do wedding ceremonies. Yep. So it seems easy, but you know, I have seen a lot of JPs just kind of show up a couple of minutes before the ceremony, mm -hmm. work off a standard, you know, fill in the blank script and read it like they're reading the newspaper and then, and then you know, yep. that's it. Yep. Like, I've yeah. seen that. Yep. And, and you have you, I mean, yeah. And it's just, ugh, you know, that it's not memorable. Nobody wants that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so anyway, I say, get to know the couple, take the time, you know, connect with them, make it your goal to have everybody, all the guests and the, and the wedding party be able to say, you know, that was a really special ceremony. Mm. Um, personally, if I can make people cry and laugh in the same ceremony, I've done my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's Not, awesome. well, that's sort of half joking, but it's been done. I've done it. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> You know, you want it to be meaningful. It doesn't have to be long yep. to be meaningful, yep. but, um, but yeah. So I, I think, you know, just focus on the couple mm -hmm. um, and, and no matter where they're coming from, mm -hmm. you know, um, you could have your traditional, you know, young bride and groom, you could have your second marriages, mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. um, same sex couples. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've had ceremonies where you know, they've wanted it to be super casual, you know, in a barn. And I mean, in a barn, a real uh -huh. barn with horses in the stalls. Yes. And mud. Yes, I swear to God. And mud so deep, I had to wear boots, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I've also done weddings that are just very traditional and formal, you know, country club, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm very comfortable with doing religious Mm -hmm. um ceremonies as well mm -hmm. um and that's something i always ask the couples mm -hmm. um if they want me to incorporate that or or mm -hmm. not um so you know just kind of keeping in mind um oh and also like cultural cultural yeah. traditions like the, oh, the Jewish, you know that or yeah. irish traditions or whatever mm -hmm. might come up you know being mindful of where the couple is coming from mm -hmm. and being flexible right to um to be able to give them what they want sure. and just, you know, realizing that each one is different. Each one is unique. Yeah. So each one is an opportunity to, to grow, you know, in, in mm -hmm. my own practice and um, to inspire me. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that, I mean, that's the advice I'd give to others is, that's awesome. you know, really um, step up, you know, and, and, yep. and really make it important. You know, Absolutely. the JP is only, at the wedding, you know, yep. for a short period of time. And people think, oh, you know, it's a, uh, you know, you can just kind of snap in, snap out, whatever. Sure. It's a lot more to than Absolutely. that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, hey, Jackie, thank you again for people that, you know, that want to get in touch with you and and uh, learn more. Certainly go to amainevent.com. Uh, yep. The information will be in the um in the description but uh once again thanks jackie this has been awesome and uh looking forward to working with you probably in the next couple of weeks yeah hopefully thanks so much for listening to cocktail hour with dj keybar i hope you enjoyed the conversation enough to join me on my social media channels visit the only to see my instagram twitter tiktok and other platforms finally i'd really love to know what you thought of the show so i invite you to tag me on instagram at the only DJ Keybar, include the hashtag Cocktails with Keybar, 
and let me know what you thought of the show. Again, thank you so much for listening. Until next time.